Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Testing my mic. Well, that's very, very low. Super low. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL off-season podcast. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? Well, there's a story doing the rounds at the moment about old mate who um, decided he'd hook up with a, a girl from high school and spend cup day out on South Bank. So, like first date, was it? Yeah. So, like, they'd known each other from school yep. and they've been out and whatever. Um, so he's down on South Bank and whatever, you know, showing her around Melbourne because she's from the Gold Coast originally. And, um, you know, as they're having lunch, she said, look, mate, no, I'm just, just not feeling it. It's just not there. And he's like, all right, fair enough, you know, thanks for being honest kind of thing. And um, so he's he's waiting for the cup to run and then the cup runs and he doesn't really think much about it. He says, well, fuck it, they're having lunch and... May as well check out what's going on in the other races. So he opens his Sportsbet account. Um, Sportsbet have made sure to get mileage out of this shit. <laughs> and uh, re- realises there's a few numbers there. He's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Look at this, look at this. What are those numbers saying? And she's taking the phone and she's like, holy crap, it's 800,000 bucks. Wow. And he's like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And she's like, oh, that's awesome, it's great. He's like, don't worry, I'm not going to forget about you. And she's <laughs> like, really? He's like, yeah, you don't need to worry about the train now. I've caught you an Uber. <laughs> to the airport. <laughs> have fun. That's it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Uh, oh, I would dodge the bullet, I guess, both ways there. Well, the funny part is, like, you know, because people have interviewed him because it's yeah. a, a good story, and she's like, yeah, story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past? Um, I do, indeed. So, as people would have known, had a wedding on the weekend, so I was one of the best men. We had a two best men there. Yep. Um, obviously, I'm known for giving a speech every now and then. And, um, yeah, my personal highlight of my speech was... After telling the story, the the mum of the groom stood up, pointed at me, and started yelling out, "No, no, <laughs> no!" So that's what you want. Yes. At that point, I thought, "Hmm, maybe I went too far." No, that means you've nailed it. <laughs> what? Uh, where was she standing up? Like, was it sort of a a gentle, casual sort of? No, or was this like in the middle of? a sit-down, formal dinner, black tie. Sit-down, formal dinner, and, like, there's no bridal party table, so the, she's, like, just opposite the bride. And um, <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at the front, and, yeah, she's about, I'd say, 10 metres away from me, holding her arms out in front of her with, like, a no-deal sign, <laughs> yelling out, no, no, and then starts pointing at me. And I'm like, it's all right. It worked out fine. They're married. Mum didn't raise no quitter, so I finished that fucking speech off like a champ. Was it a spoiler alert? Yeah. <laughs> was, gonna, was it the one where he shat himself or another one? No, it was the one where he, uh, where the cops got called to our house and he answered the door and pretended to be retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the watered down version, like say, absolutely watered down. Well, I mean, that's the three second version. That's yeah, all right. It's a good story. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I'm like, don't worry about it, Pat. It turned out fine. They didn't come back. <laughs> and yeah, so, so when we're going through a writing the speech, we're like, got a pretty brutal one. And we're like, hmm. I asked like the, the other best man's girlfriend, what about this? She's like, you can't say basically... 75% of that. So I'm like, shit. There goes, there goes my content. It's going to be a watered down, plain, yeah. boring old speech. So after you cut out apparently 25% not. of it. Yeah, apparently not. Um, yeah. Family of the, of the bride was not happy at all either. <laughs> I asked the bride next day, I'm like, did I really ruin your wedding? She's like, no, it was amazing. Like, everyone yeah. had a great time. Like, everyone loved your speech. I'm like, what are your family? She goes, yeah, probably not. <laughs> 
I would say probably not. <laughs> but it's, it's not their day, though, is it? It's not. It's my day. That's it. Yeah. That's what I always say. It's the things that go wrong. They're the ones that you remember and enjoy, and they create the stories. Yes. You know, going uh, years later. And yeah, I mean, no, no one remembers what fucking colour napkins you had no, or anything. No. Uh, or even half the time what anyone had for dinner. But no, uh, no. you have that interesting story. Yep. And that uh, that's what sustained you. I am the interesting story. And I thought this story was going to be a winner, but it was the watered down version. I've told the story many times, and I've got it yeah. nailed. Um, but the reaction was just, ooh, and then, no, no. Um, but they made the wine that was provided there, so I blame them. Yep, yeah, fair enough. Uh, the funny thing is, like you say, the stories that come out on the um, in the groom's speech, yeah. it's always the watered-down version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, if you have to embellish your groom speech, the grooms are boring fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to do a lot of restraining. Um, yeah. yeah, needed three editing and three editors, <laughs> and still didn't uh, do enough editing. Mind you, well, though there was a point I was pretty drunk, and I read like the first paragraph, and then I just sort of freestyled and <laughs> had the speech by my side. That's why I, did it. I was up there with a mic in my hands, basically. It was almost like an MLM presentation, really. <laughs> That's what I I always had to do with those sort of speeches. Just have like four dot points. Yeah. And just riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the idea. Yeah, three of those dot points were do not say this. <laughs> think, think I missed that do not yeah, part? That's a that's a mistake. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um no, I don't really have a highlight of the week. It's been quite boring, although we've had the in laws staying with us um, for the last week. And they like playing May I? Um, mm-hmm. which is a card game like Canasta sort of. And it's not really that enjoyable card game, to be honest. I don't like it. You can't bet on it. Uh, pretty much. I did try to introduce an element um, of it because, like, each uh, there's seven different hands, and like the first time you go for two, three of a kinds, and then the next time it's one, three of a kind, and a four card straight, so on and so forth. But I tried to change it into gambling. I'm like, okay, what if you've got those seven cards, seven hands, but you can go for whichever one you want, and then you've got to cross it off, and then next time you've only oh, got six. Yeah. Anyway, it was too confusing for them, but I liked it. Anyway, uh, we played seven games in my eye, and I won six of them. Mm. And I was even after like uh, uh, four or five of them. I've said to my wife, like, oh, I don't even like this game. <laughs> or your I'm family. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's actually okay to cheat when playing cards with the in-laws. <laughs> like if you're, short, I, didn't, I didn't need to. If you're under dealing yeah. or anything like that. In fact, I would take it as a, a point of requirement to cheat. So if you can just yeah. you know work the work the deck or something. <laughs> no, there was no need. Like, I'm not uh, saying there's a need. I'm saying after a few games, like I'm, I'm not even paying attention. I'm just trying to sing the most annoying songs I can think of, and I don't know many songs, and I don't know many words. So I'm just singing like um, <laughs> La Bamba. <laughs> you should have. You, you, you don't know that. You only know uh, six words. La Bamba. You should have made your own checklist, like cock show mother-in-law. <laughs> I, I, I got them all. That's all right. Um, so anyway, it's the off-season. Uh, I've been checking out AFL Media um, a lot lately and uh, there's plenty of training down the houses and he's come back early from pre-season and he's oh, yeah. putting in his best pre-season ever in a full pre-season. And, and he's gotten fined for fucking off somewhere without yeah. telling Hasada. Oh, yeah, that happens every year. It's like, drugs. Do you reckon it's just um, the AFL needs a little bit of a top-up? <laughs> like, Gil's like, oh, fuck, I forgot that was due. All right, uh, where's so-and-so? Oh, I don't know. All right, that's a fucking fine. Wouldn't uh, surprise me at all uh, if uh, that's the way they go about it. Or Asada doing the exact same thing. It's like, oh, Christmas is coming. Shit, we spent all our money trying to get, <laughs> trying to screw over Essendon. Do oh, you think we get another article out of that? No, no. All right, well, oh, do you know where Libra is? <laughs> no. Well, there's a fine. Yeah. Do you reckon Essendon just have low-jacked all their fucking players just to make sure they're not caught again? <laughs> <laughs> where is he? Uh, GPS coordinates, zero, one, 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 four, four, seven. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise the me. The tab. <laughs> um so uh, we promised a couple of weeks ago that we'd go through the 2009 draft. Mm. Um, well, it's actually, well, it was, is it the 2010 draft that was conducted in 2009? Is that how they name it? No, well, yeah. 2009 annual draft. Yeah, 2009 draft, National which draft. occurs at the end of the 2009 season, which so, we're about to look at in the 2019 yeah, draft. We, yeah. we did the 2009 um, trade period. Trade period. So I think the draft's two weeks away or three weeks away for this year. Um, so this was two years before Gold Coast entered, so mm-hmm. the second last compromise draft, yeah. um, and I think this might have been the last one where um, you got the automatic um, priority picks yeah. um, for going shit. 
um, the AFL soon realised, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. Let, yeah, Incentivising losing, yeah, yeah, not really in yeah. the spirit of sport. Well, yeah, because the teams that benefited the most would have been Melbourne and Carlton, and um, they, yeah, they yeah. found out tanking, yeah, not that great. Um, but anyway, we'll, so we'll start off there, and we'll just do a, a tick and a cross for each pick. Yep, for, for at the my teams. discretion, of course. At uh, your discretion. Um, so we'll start off with the number one priority pick was uh, Tom Scully um, yeah. from Melbourne. Um, who was the consensus number one pick at the time. Yeah. Um, and you've got to say, a little bit unlucky for Melbourne. Well, it, it's scary that 10 years on, he's still being talked of in potential. Well, I mean, he's made All-Australian. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt. He was an excellent footballer at GWS. Yeah. But he we was still, brilliant. When he was on the pitch. But have we seen his best, though? Uh, his uh, last full year at GWS, before he did his ankle, um, he was the number one runner in the competition. Mm. And I think he led the competition as well for like minutes played as a midfielder. Yeah. I mean, that is ridiculous. Well, his athleticism is beyond question, but his impact has not been as much. And oh. part of it too, at GWS, he was surrounded well, by superstars in the middle as well. So it's hard yeah. to... He's not the superstar in a shit team. He was all Australian. Like, yeah, yeah. None of those other midfielders were. I mean, he was the best player there. I think it was just injuries, really. Well, well yeah, at the end. See, yeah. that's what everyone remembers is he ended up his last year, he played five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But at GWS. In the end, Melbourne got fuck all out of him. Exactly. That's the point, though. His best footy was at GWS. Yeah. Um, they got two years out of him and, you know, future captain, all that kind of stuff. But uh, GWS ran in and gave him the absolutely stupid offer that he had no choice but to accept. Yeah. And his old man accepted as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they closed that loophole pretty quickly. Oh, mm. well, it, his old man's pay was actually in GWS's uh, salary cap, they decided. <laughs> yeah, that, I think they had to do that. They had to. And, like, GWS were only had young kids anyway, so it's, they had they had room. Yeah, yep. Oh, and they had cola in those days too, don't forget. Yeah. I'm marking that down as a loss for Melbourne because... Uh, oh, shit, you fuck, off, fuck all out of that. Yeah, the play, right players just uh, didn't work out for them. Yeah, I mean, so that's yeah, an, so that's in terms of what the team got out of that yeah, player yeah, for their yeah. career, and I can't remember what they got in the trade for Scully, but I remember oh, no, it wasn't a trade. It wasn't a trade. Oh, that's right. It was uh, end of uh, contract. Uh, uh, no, no, neither. It was um, they're allowed to sign players oh, over. Yeah, yeah. And uh, entry uh, because GWS came in, they picked. Uh, they got Scully. Um, so the number two pick was uh, Jack Trengrove, who came over from Sturt. I didn't realise he played in the Sample. Yeah, no, no that's where he got trouble. Um, explains why he went back now, I guess. Yeah. Well, this is a difficult one because, I mean, number two pick, and they got a future captain out of it. <laughs> the only problem is, probably shouldn't have been captain. No, he was joint yeah. captain. and In his second year with uh, the other Jack, I've forgotten his name. Watts. No, no, no it wasn't Jack Watts. Um, he just finished up. Don't know. Anyway, um, that's how, how well he went. Uh, Jack Trangrove and Jack... No, gone blank. No matter. Um, so, what do you make of this one? Well, I think it's an absolute loss for for fucking Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, I think they've had top two draft picks, priority picks, and uh, picked up two players that they really didn't get much out of. So, actually, I'm going to put that down as win for Richmond because <laughs> uh, we definitely would have picked up Scully. Yeah, um, and instead picked up a bloke who's uh, uh, we'll just, we'll there, just try know. and stick on the one player just for yeah. just for now. Um, so he was a decent player, but uh, if you do remember, uh, yeah, Richmond did try to actually trade for him, yeah. and he failed the medical. So you can see that that's where Trengrove's career really fell down at Melbourne. Yeah, um, got a bit of a lifeline at Port Adelaide, and then I, I don't think he played more than three games. Yeah, but I'm, I'm putting it as a fail too, just also because of who they didn't pick. Like uh, looking down yeah. the list, there's Brownlow medalists, you know, coming up. Uh, and it's easy to look in hindsight, but that's what we're here for. Yep. Yep. That's what it's all about. So, unfortunately, Jack Trengrove. And you look, probably any other team at the time that had picks one and two would have made the same picks. Yeah. Yep. That, that's always the thing. When, you know, looking back on it, it's not uh, um, something that we're trying to say, ah, aren't they stupid? Yeah. You know, but a lot of teams would have made the same picks. Um, Jack Grimes was the other captain uh, I was trying to Yeah. I had to Google that, unfortunately. Um, pick number three Dusty Martin goes to Richmond. So, yeah, Richmond tanked and just got a premium yeah. out of it. Obviously, Richmond very happy with the, the way this one turned out. Um, and something I, I mentioned to you, Brenton, uh, the recruiters that uh, one of the biggest uh, failures ever that still gets talked about was tambling over Franklin. Yeah. And the Richmond guys did that and, mm. you know, all the hype that's gone on with that. The same guys that made that pick picked Dusty Martin at number three. 
Yep. Yeah, so what idiots picked him over Ben Cunnington? Fucking moron. <laughs> Terrible. But yeah, obviously it's a big win. Um, but there wasn't always that way at the start. There were lots of um, question marks over him and his dedication. Yep. And mm. um, Well, he's almost dropped a couple of times, wasn't he? Quiet, reserved in nature. Well, he got caught, but he had more talent than... Um, Who's the fellow you got caught with? Yeah. Exactly, you have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy's uh, up in Sydney, yeah, wasn't it? Dan Conlon or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Conlon, Dan Connors, yeah. Connors, um, who got Connors, sacked. I think. Yeah, he got sacked because he just didn't have as much talent as Dusty, even though they both did the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's life in the NFL. That's life in the world, Yeah, actually. so I think he moved in with Koch after that, and that's yep. what he credits as sort of turning that around. Um, yeah. You can certainly see uh, how much he is a part of the fabric of, of Richmond. And not just, mm. obviously, he's the fan favourite and that kind of stuff, but he genuinely loves playing with his team yeah. and he genuinely hates talking to anybody else. Yep. Which always makes it funny when uh, he's trying to sell something or he's got PR guys that are pushing him out there. I'm like, I know you've got to make a quid, but no. Yeah, just he, don't bother. Like, don't. You're getting zero content out of that. Like, yeah, you're not getting anything. Um, it does not matter. Like, photo shoot, no worries. Yeah. Away you go. Just mm. don't interview him. Well, Gary Ablett Senior was the same. Still is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, except he, he was hiding. A, I guess a, I, a few skeletons in the closet, literally. Yeah, he literally had more to hide than Dusty, which is yeah. when you think about it. Well, I mean, you never know. Has, <laughs> has Dusty been to the Ramada Grand in Adelaide? Maybe he's better at hiding. Well, maybe, maybe, so. <laughs> maybe he's got his bikey mates to get rid of the evidence. Exactly, allegedly. Um, but this also goes back to something like you might say, um, uh, and we'll we'll get to Nat Fife, who um, is later on in this uh, draft, but. You could say Nat Fife is the better player than Dusty Martin. However, he's not the better player for Richmond. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I always relate it back well, to... Well, no, because he's at Freo. I relate it back to when Hawthorne picked up uh, Hodge instead of Judd. Yeah. You go, well, Judd's a better player, but we got more out of Hodge than you could have ever yeah. hoped for. Yeah. It's the same with Dusty. You got more out of Dusty than you could have ever hoped for. Yeah. Two normies, a brown low, and a couple of flags. What's that? Ten years ago and still just in his peak. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he's literally come off. Yeah, it. well, it took a few years for him to get up, but you expect that. Yeah, as a eighteen-year-old. Yeah. yeah, not many walk in and uh, start, you know, getting in the best and fairest and that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and obviously, Dusty walked into a poor side. As yeah, well. we were shit ass. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, don't think we were even ninthmen then. I think we were just shit. <laughs> well, I mean, you finished second last to get yeah, that yeah. pick. So, yep. um, obviously, you've done very well with that, and they're still dining out on that one. Mm. Um, pick number four, Anthony Morabito. He's another one. He had so much potential and had a couple of good seasons from memory, but injuries. I, I don't think he even got a couple of seasons. I, I, I know he had four knee Ricos. Yeah. yeah um, he was another one that was sort of a star of the waffle. Um, talked about a bit, yeah. a big, or he's looking up his stats. How many games did he play? 26. 26, 26 games. That's what I mean. Season. Um, he was never put more than uh, you know a couple of games back to back. He injured just. Constantly. Well, uh, yeah, and also he played uh, 23 games in his 2010 year, which was obviously his first year, year. Yeah, and then played three yeah. the rest of his career, playing none in 11, 12, 13, again, and I, three and 14. And I think he was still on the list for 15, 16, and maybe 17 even. Yeah, yeah so he got a rising star in his rookie year and was looking the goods and then just... Knee, the knee, knee, knee. You know what, mate? Go find mm. something else to do. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to say it's an X yeah. um, for Frio. Because it, it didn't work out, but it's not their fault. Yep. Yeah, it was the right move. Like He obviously had a good rap behind him based on his waffle. I'm pretty sure I just read that he debuted uh, in seniors in the waffle in 2009. They yep. got drafted straight away. Uh, yeah, from the Peel Thunder. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's a waste of a fourth pick, but uh, obviously Freo have done it right later on in this one. Yeah. Pick number five, Ben Cunnington. Absolute win. I mean, yes, but... Yeah, they've done well uh, north um, with Cunnington, but in hindsight, I mean, there are obviously better players that have gone uh, on lower picks. Yeah. But not, how, how do you judge it? Not many, though. The only better player on lower pick immediately I can see is five. Uh, I think you'll find Mitch there's, there's, there's uh, Gorns later on as well. Um, mm. yeah, but, we, we weren't going to pick Gorn, though. No. I don't know how... Uh, but, um, I mean, he's a better pick than Cunnington, uh, than Morabito. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, you got more out of him and the fact that he's still going now. And probably, I'd say, come off his career best. Mm. Yeah, I'd say if, so. If it, if it wasn't as damn close to it. 
You know, yeah, fell over a little bit in the se- in part of the season, but uh, he was absolutely dominating contested possessions for quite a fair whack of it. And if you picked the All Australian side at the halfway mark of last year, you'd probably get a Guernsey. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to say it's a tick. We'll, we'll give him a tick because uh, he's a good player. He's in their leadership group and he's still going now. Yeah, ten yeah, years yeah, later, he's stuck around. So that's that's always handy. <laughs> Looking at this list, we should have picked who's best in front of the media because uh, that'd be a tough fucking call. Oh, it's yeah. a nil all draw so far. I got to say, I, nobody, none of them talk at all. No, and it gets worse as you go down. We've got the silent generation happening. Um, so uh, we've got our first tick for for North there. Yeah. Uh, next up, Gary Rowan. Uh, he went over to Sydney from the Geelong Falcons. See, I. I want to give half a tick because he's been super handy and I think he's got a shit ton of potential, but he he hasn't really set a light. Premiership player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is a big tick for me. I'm giving it a tick. I think Gary Rowan's been good, but again, injuries at the end of his yep. uh, career. Just you forget the start where he was like a gun. Um, good goal kicker out of the midfield as well. Always push forward. Um, um, there was a lot of times too his run out of the back line when he was playing down back mm. like tore sides up and they had no idea what to do about him yeah. um, also kicked a goal after the siren to beat uh, Essendon yep. that's, that's a tick of my book any day of the week yep. yeah fair enough give him a tick tick for Sydney and Sydney. obviously he's now down at uh, back home at, at Geelong, Geelong yeah. Um, yeah. he got to the park this year didn't he, a cu- yeah, he yeah I think this is his second year down at Geelong yeah. but he is one of those he'll kick I think he kicked four goals in a quarter against Hawthorne one game. Yeah. And he might have kicked eight goals for the year. You know, that type of yeah. thing. Um, but uh, no, I'd say it's a big tick for, for the Swans. Again, uh, they could have made better picks. There yep. are other players that went later that played better. But yeah, you got you got some value out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we got Brad Shepard. who went over to West Coast. Um, and again, another player still going. Yep. And uh, did he just... Retire with no, him? No, uh, still going. Still going. Um, yeah, premiership was, player. And like, obviously, we're gonna get a whole lot of Western Australian media over here. But yeah. I heard he's beloved at oh, West Coast. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think someone who's still with the club after ten years, the same club they got yeah. drafted to, and his best twenty-two, and his best twenty-two. You got to give it a tick there. Like, if you're drafting a kid mm. and you yeah. think I'm getting ten years out of him, brilliant, and he'll be in the top team for you know probably not the first year, but from then on. That's a that's a tick. You've you've drafted well. Yeah, especially for a top ten pick because top ten picks you yeah. don't want to waste them. You know, I, I don't think they are made out of gold like some people pretend they are. Yeah. Um, but you you don't want to, you know a top ten pick that never plays for her or yeah. that leaves after two years like some of the other ones did. Because I think West Coast finished pretty high up uh, that year, didn't they? Um, so this would have been a trade down. I don't know. I'm I, pretty I sure they traded down to get uh, a top ten pick. If you say so, I'll believe you. Um. But uh, yeah, Brad Shepard, uh, like I said, still going around. Um, his disposal can be let him down a little bit sometimes, but uh, he's, a, he's a good player and uh, they're still happy for him to be running out. So yeah, he's got to be happy with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next pick, uh, pick number eight, the future. John Butcher goes Ooh, to Port Adelaide. Yes. Now, he wasn't as bad as some people say, oh. but he wasn't as good as a top 10 draft pick. Okay, Look, let's let's go through that first statement. Yeah, it wasn't as bad. Why do you say that? Well, because like the big criticism was his uh, disposal efficiency, but there's people have won Norm Smith medals with shit disposal efficiency. Not this shit though. Yeah, like I would struggle to find a worse kick in the AFL. But you got to be fair. He did unite the Port fans. <laughs> he did. Yep. <laughs> in the hatred of him. I tell you, what, he got the ball. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good start. In fact, yeah. I'm giving every other club in the competition a tick <laughs> for not getting yeah. John Butcher. <laughs> not another John Butcher. Yeah, everyone just, gets ticked. Just the ones that had a tick before had a draft before him. Nah, everyone. Because <laughs> they might have picked him up. Essendon would have picked Butcher up. Everyone gets a tick for not having to put up with Butcher. I can understand that. He, okay, he might not have been that bad. However, you can't use. A first-round draft pick on somebody that cannot kick. Mm, mm. This, um, is, this is a classic Richmond tactic. And is not a ruckman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> find me a ruckman that can kick better than him. Like, I really I'll wish I was, 18. I was in the room and they were discussing that draft. And they're like, Butcher, I don't know. There's something about this kid. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling he's going to come good. Yeah. Yeah, that feeling was diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but, I mean, geez, they loved him. And, geez, they persisted. Yep. Um. But even towards the end of his career in the AFL, I know he finished up in the sample. Um, you could see, like, his kicking was, I'm, I don't know where this is going, let's just hope. Yeah, and I was more interested in watching fans watch his game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was more entertaining. How many games did they get out of Butcher, the future, as they called him? 31. 
31. Uh, he's done well to stick around for that long. It's over a lot yeah, of seasons. Over, over six seasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're right. He's done well to, to stick around. But uh, uh, I think calling him the future was uh, inappropriately apt. Yeah. Um, he weirdly changed numbers in his third season to 11. Made fuck all difference to his game. <laughs> Trying to make him look like the big stick. I just realised too, he didn't collect a lot of the ball that much. He only averaged eight disposals per match. Oh, he's full forward. Surprising, actually. But uh, yeah, the shots on goal let him down a little bit and became a bit yeah. of a punchline outside. of. However, you've got to give it to the Port Adelaide fans because they loved him. Yeah. yeah. Averaged 1.3 goals per game, which is uh, not, uh, not awesome. No, it doesn't say how, how many kicks did he average? About five, six? Five. It, well, there you go, because he wasn't passing much. No. So that's about you know, four and a half to five shots on goal per game for one goal three. But he did average 0.06 hitouts. So, you know. Well, uh, give and take. Yeah. <laughs> you, you kind of understand his kick then. Uh, next up is uh, Andrew Moore, who's picked nine. So Port Adelaide had two top 10 picks for Butcher and Moore. Moore, from memory, is a little bit unlucky uh, with um, injuries. <coughs> um, did he spend time at Richmond as well? Five games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. Um, and that was part of the trade with uh, Sean Burgoyne. Um, was it? There they, you go. They got that, that pick in. So Andrew Moore was, a, again, a, a player that had potential but um, was probably lower in the pecking order and then injuries again. Yeah, lots of injuries. I think. Um, yeah, didn't play a full season. His most was uh, 17. At, yeah. at Port? Yeah, of course. Yeah, in 2013. Five, so he, what, do you, what does that look like? About six seasons at Port Adelaide there um, yep. that he played? Yep. So it's not bad, but they never saw the best of him. I mean, to be fair, he played at Richmond in 2016. Obviously, had an impact because he won the flag next year. I feel yeah. like he's really unsung hero. Well, I th- I've got a feeling he won the flag the year after, um, in uh, in the VFL. Oh right, he's uh, of course captain of Box Hill. Yep, and I think he's still captain today. I'm not sure, hmm. um, but uh, yeah, he's doing all right, obviously up there. Well, so, so we're obviously giving them a cross. That's uh, two crosses for Port Adelaide in a row. Yeah, and he was um, Team of the Year in VFL in 2017. There you go. That was yeah. probably the the Premiership year I'm, I'm trying to think of then. Um, yeah, he's st- still there at, uh, at Box Hill. Um, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up coaching down there. Oh, yeah. Seems I mean, like that type of player. Port delisted him. Richmond picked him up and delisted him. After yeah, that, so year, year after, yeah. Just, just to make sure he got the message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pick number 10, the top 10. Jakey Melksham um, goes over to Essendon. Um I'm tempted to give this one a tick because I reckon he plays some good footy at Essen, even though he's probably played better footy at Melbourne. Yeah. I think he was like, oh, this is when I worked in casinos and everyone there was Essen supporters. And he was one of those players that everyone could see he could do do things, but he would let you down in key moments. Yeah. Uh, especially defense-wise. So I think he, I'm still tempted to give it a tick because I think he's a good player and definitely um, got the maximum they could out of him. Uh, I think he has played a little bit better at Melbourne, but I think that just comes with maturity. Well, they yep. got 100 games out of him. Yeah, so, that's all right. That's more than any player could ever expect. Yeah, yeah like, hopeful. What's the average game for an AFL draftee? It, it's, it's like 30. Yeah, it's, something like that. It's tiny. So if you're um, if you're a, a list manager and you get 100 games out of one of your picks yep. and mm-hmm. the team is going okay, because Essendon had, well, they fell over a little bit further down the track, but that's yep. uh, not the player's fault entirely. Well, it's funny that you've just brought up J- Jackie Milksham's career um, on AFL Tables, which is one of the best websites going around. And I was just looking through and I noticed, oh, he set out an entire season in 2016. Must have been... In- oh, no. Uh, okay. Oh, yep. yeah, All right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Well, he averaged 18 games a season, which, um, yeah. again, is pretty good for... Even though... It, and I think he played a full season... Uh, oh, no, he did in 2011. So he, he was pretty robust early on. Yeah. Had a few niggles, but... <clears throat> But even like that's good. Uh, rookie year, you played fourteen games. That's not bad. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good for a first year play. Two thousand ten, I think they were right then, weren't they? Oh, they were never good. Yeah. They didn't win a final. I know that much. But well, I um, mean, compared to Richmond, that's <laughs> too bad. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, I don't think that's too bad for them. And obviously, they traded him on after the issues and yeah. and all that, and they got a little bit for it. So um, we got they got Brownlow votes with them as well. So yeah, he's played some good games. Only three, but. That's hey. all right. Plenty of players don't get any. Yeah, exactly. They're called Backman. All right, yeah. we'll give him a tick. Give yeah, him a give tick. tick. All right, next up, Melbourne, getting back into the frame. So this is their third pick inside the top, uh, the first round. Yep. Um, Jordan Gisberts, uh, who has played some footy for them, and I believe has only just been delisted. Really? Well, he was nominated for the Rising Star twice, which is, uh, you know, not bad in 2010 and 2011. Yeah. Uh no, I must be thinking of somebody else because he looks like his career finished much earlier. 
Uh, so three seasons uh, at Melbourne. He's basically had enough time to do a Masters. <laughs> there, so. um, which, you know, at Melbourne, you can't put it past. Yeah, uh, well, for sure. He's, he's probably a QC right now. So <laughs> fuck that football shit. You never know. It, it wasn't him that got delisted this off-season. I'm trying to I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Um, 19 games total for his career. Yeah. How many goals, though? Oh, maybe, you know, he, he really... Three. Well, you know, you've you got to start somewhere. one a year. That's <laughs> efficient, economical. You've got to well, say... And, and four behinds, so... Three goals, four. That, you don't want that on your career record. You, you don't want, want that in your, in your game sheet. No, he's just getting his eye in, though. That's it. He's, he's <laughs> cruelly cut short career. Again, um, wrong place at the wrong time to being at Melbourne in these years um, where they spent the last couple of years trying to not win. Um, didn't really end up all that good for them. Yep. All right, so that's definitely a big yep. cross in Melbourne. That's a big cross. Yeah, the, the, he, he did have a few one percenters, and Melbourne does love being in the one percent. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, uh, just like a few of the Tigers, but that's a different one percent. Um, all right, uh, we're up to pick 12. We're only doing the first two rounds, surely, aren't we? Yeah, uh, we and might, then cherry pick. We might cherry pick after that. Oh, absolutely, we'll cherry pick, yeah. So this is an like, interesting... Actually, round three is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, like I say, it's it, better than round two. It, uh, it, it competes with round one too, to be honest. Yeah. Um, interesting one for Carlton at pick 12, Kane Lucas. Mm. Again, another player that was there or thereabouts, but at a team that was doing terrible. And didn't yeah. really have a whole lot of hope in the future. Yeah. And I feel like when you're in that environment. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. At that particular time period, it's just a washing machine of, you know, fresh clothes coming, uh, dirty clothes coming in, fresh clothes coming out because they yeah. offloaded a lot of good talent Yeah, uh, yeah they did. in that period. Um, it certainly did a lot of turnover and trying to... Um, shortcut their way back to the top which yeah. obviously you know hindsight tells us didn't work yeah and the players they got rid of turned out to be stars um, Lucas did they not get rid of no so I'm going to say it's a cross it's going across yeah could have done better you know especially when the next couple of players um, you, you would have been better off with mm. um, so pick number 13 is our first Adelaide pick which is Daniel Talia <laughs> who um, has flirted with all Australian form um, more than a couple of times mm. and is still holding down that back line yeah. today. He's flirted with espionage as well. You know, you got respect. <laughs> that was his brother, <laughs> Michael. Well, wasn't that both of them together? I, I think it, I think um, Kyle Cheney actually was uh, played a little part in it. Right. Um, he might have been uh, the one that leaked it through and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, Daniel Talia, uh, champion player. Yeah. Yeah. Rising star win. Yep. Um, best and fairest win. Well, was he the rising star winner, was he? Or he got a nod. Uh, no, 2012. There you go. Yeah. yeah, actually, that does ring a bell now that uh, you mention it. Um, he's still going now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, when um, Adelaide comes up against, you know, Sydney, he's the one that goes to Buddy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he, he takes the biggest name in the, in the back line. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was on the uh, delisted de- uh, list right now, any of the other 17 clubs would pick him up oh, in a yeah. heartbeat. Yeah. Um, um, that's a massive tick. He's been quite robust as well. He's played full seasons in um, quite a few of the 
of the seasons. Well, like so 22, 23 plus games. So his first year, he set out his rookie year in 2010. So 2011, only played nine games. So it's almost his third year when he won the uh, Rising Star Award. Yeah. Um, but since then, I mean, 18 games is his worst season. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's all been 23, 22, 24. Yeah. Mm. That's damn reliable. Um, you know, for a, a bloke too that plays in a bruising uh, role down back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very happy with that, Adelaide would be. Yeah, and he's kicked six goals, three for his career. So um, <laughs> I tell you what, I guarantee they weren't within 45. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that still puts uh, Lucas Gibbsbert, <laughs> Gibbsbert to shame and more and Butcher. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, so that's pick 13. Pick 14, Lewis Jetta goes over to the Swans. Now, here's the one, because Swans picked up Rowan and, Rowan and Jetta yeah, out of this. Yep. Which one of those two do you think will be more useful? Because they're both... Uh, I'd say Jetta. I'd say so too. Yeah. Um, and we spoke about this uh, a lot when we did the trade week uh, for mm-hmm. this year. Um, I think Jetta was worth a lot um, to, to the yeah. Swans. And I think he's actually matured into a very good um, leader at West Coast since. Um but uh, he played over 100 games with the Swans. And I think he held the record for the Swans, if not for the AFL, for most points kicked before his first goal. Oh, it was, was something like 17. Bell. Yeah. Well, his first season, he kicked seven goals, 21. There you go. Yeah. So if he stacked on the points first, he, he must made have up come for good it after. later on. Hmm. Yeah. Because I've got a feeling his first goal was actually against Hawthorne when Sydney won by 10 goals. Yeah. And it was a bit of a junk time goal, but it was his first after kicking. 12 or 17 behinds in a row. Um, it's funny how it's just natural to get behind a, a streak. Yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's bad or whatever. You're like, fuck yeah, let's keep this going. Well, go down to that. It is too, because the first one, he's got, um, yeah, 721 in his first season, 912 in the second season, but the third season he kicked, what? 45? 45, 17. Uh, in a premiership year as well. So if you kick 45 goals in a premiership year, you've done all right. Mm. Just keep cycling down, go to his first season and see when does the first goal come in. Behind, 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 yeah. Yeah, round 15, Hawthorne. And he's kicked a point in nearly every game up until there. He's kicked, he's yeah, and he only ha- kicked what? Uh, he's got a hat-trick back-to-back in a couple of games. Yeah. He kicked 1-3 against Hawthorne and then kicked two points for the rest of the season. Yeah, so he's... Uh, kicked goals, but he only kicked two behind. So it might have been 19 in a row. I reckon it, it could have been even. Yeah. Depending on how that game went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, in hindsight. So, yeah. Um and obviously, the the biggest um, highlight um, in his time at Sydney was uh, running away from Cyril Rioli yep. in that grand final as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a big tick uh, for Sydney. And it's even a tick for West Coast. Yeah, let's give West Coast one. They, he did kick a goal in the 2019 season. Yeah, I guarantee it was from 50. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't kick any. Oh, well, he plays in the back line now. Yeah. Um, it's still, um, you know, not unusual for the back line to... There's no excuse. Get a sneaky goal. forward, yeah. Um, something that his last years at Sydney and, and what he's done at West Coast as well, his leg has grown. He, he's got a really yeah. Yeah, yeah. booming... That's, that's fucking trouble. He, one yeah. long leg and be... Booming uh, mm-hmm. boot he's got on him, yeah. Um, and part of the problems at Sydney was that's all he tried to do. He's like, fuck this run and I'm just going to kick it 60. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, pick number 15, uh, Geelong... Christian Howard. Uh, did he play a game? Uh, did I say Geelong? Sorry. Um, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. He played 20. 20, 20 games. games. Uh, Over four seasons. I, I couldn't tell you anything about him at all. Don't know. Um, at the Bulldogs, when they were still struggling at that point, didn't make he much did impact, fuck all. apparently. Let's, let's just be honest here. He won three games in his career. That's such a Bulldogs effort. Three <laughs> seventeen. Um Ah, the poor lad. I, I can't even give him an excuse of uh, injuries because I just don't do not know. I mean, his best game, he had 28 touches. Um, yeah, click on it. Tell us who he played. Um, round, oh, so it was a junk time match in 2012. Against Geelong. Against Geelong. Oh, they're competitive at least. And that was a super side, um, mm. Geelong back then. You know, the reigning premiers they would have been in 2012. But yeah. they, were, they were cruising into um, the finals. So I think they might have just uh, played bruise free. You never know. Bulldogs might have oh, give, let's, give it to let's say the Bulldogs just managed to show them up a bit. We'll, we'll give him that. Do we know who actually runs AFL tables? Uh, some so dude. Some dude out of Canberra. Just some, just some dude. dude. Yep. Right. I thought you might have been on Reddit or something. No, just some yeah. dude. He runs, well, a cake, that guy. runs a cake shop or something, apparently. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, if they monetize that shit. <laughs> no, he never has. Cakes? It's just... No, it just gives away. <laughs> All right. Uh, rounding out. No, or, I guess this is kind of the end of the first round. I'm not sure. 
Port Adelaide's last pick inside the first round, Jasper McMillan Pittard. Well, speaking of people that players hated, oh, um, or fans hated, like. My fans had it, sorry, yeah. The, the number of mistakes he could make in the back lines at times, but again, Port Adelaide loves a battler. Yeah, yep. I mean, he did get all Australian at Port Adelaide. Did he really? Fuck. Well, we'd like to see who else missed out on that that team. Uh, was I all, all Australian squad, sorry. I've got to say, I, I don't remember him being an all-Australian player, but yeah. um, I was going to trust him. You like, fuck, I should be putting in the squad. <laughs> Let's do it. He got on his uh, Wikipedia page. He's got down Coach's Award 2016. <laughs> oh, Jesus, isn't that, I love it. Best, isn't that the one the coaches gives to the kid who's best clubman? Borderline, yeah. you know. Uh, at least he does what he's told. Yeah, he's so shit at it, but team, he does team it. man award. So you came over training. You tried real hard. Still shit though. Uh, um, he did win the Foss Williams Medal, which um, I'm just trying to find out what the fuck that is. <laughs> is that like the Showdown Medal? Or I think so. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, well, it was at the top there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's the it's the SA in interstate clashes. So if you're the best of South Australian in interstate match, you're in the Foss Williams Oh, medal. is it like under-18s or something? I think it's when we had State of Origin. Right. Uh, so it looks like they give out a medal whenever they play in South Australian colours, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, so obviously it's just a bullshit medal. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. One they've made up for for their own little. Uh, yeah, I thought it might have been the Port Best and Ferris, but there's been a couple. No, of I think that's ones. the John Cale. Yeah, it's like the bad motherfucker belt. Yeah, I think. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the their Best and Ferris is the John Cale medal. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, so is it a ticker across? Because I mean, he, he did play some a lot of footy for him. Yeah, but I think, I think I, the jury's still out. I think if you ask any Port Adelaide supporter, they'd say a tick. That's good enough to give across. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, thinking. They'd right, say oh, yeah. it's that's it. It's funny, though. They'd say it's a tick, but then they'd say he was useless anyway, so we got rid of him, and then they'd say we should have got more for him. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a question mark. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a cross, because there were lots of... There were better players that went later on. Um, I, I still think, like... But they did get 100 games out of him. They got 100 which games. Is, which is mm. no small amount. Yeah, but how many good many? ones? Um, I mean, his, his best games have been... 30 possession pluses. Yeah, so? Uh, in 2016, 2016, his 2016 season, he had some really good games. So well, Might have been the one that we made the All-Australian squad, but uh, yeah. anyway, I'm saying it's a cross. I'm, I'm saying it's a cross just because I think North are going to get the best of him. Right, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I gave it a cross just because Port would have given it a tick. Yep, that'll do. All right, um, and finally, uh, at pick number 17, Daniel Menzel. Um, for Geelong so a lot of knee Ricos in this uh, first round with Morabito yeah. and Menzel I think there's eight um, geez, this is a tough one because at his when he was on Menzel mm. would kick goals from anywhere yep. uh, yeah. like, he was Stevie J-esque um, down at Geelong but it, that, that was rare for him though was it Menzel that always or, 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 like was sometimes playing half back as well no, no not no. really I mean he, he made Menzel made Jared Waite look robust. Yeah. He spent more time in the recovery room than he did in the game room. Right, yeah. Um, I think it was four Ricos. Uh, and now he's obviously up at Sydney and he's uh, at a groin. So I'm tempted to say it's a cross just because um, what it would have done to their medical insurance. Well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, living out amongst the factories, medical, medical insurance are already pretty pretty exy. So we're going across for Geelong. How many games did he play for Geelong? Uh, 76? 70 oh, 73, odd, sorry. 70 odd games, so it's about 10 games a, a year. Yeah. Um, never played more than 19 games in a season. But he had a few 18, 19s. He played seven games last year. Yeah, for but yeah. Sydney. But. Yeah, look at the years, like 2010, 2011, didn't play again until 2015. Yeah. Averaging 1.7 goals a game. Yeah. So he, he missed, you know, a massive chunk of footy there where he just did his knee again and again and again. And it's a strong squad. It would have been hard to get back into exactly. as well. Yeah. yeah. And his raw stats aren't that great, but his, his highlight reel is. Yeah. I can say he, mm. he can kick goals from the boundary without a problem. But uh, yeah. Unfortunately, too much time with the docks. Yep. All right. So next pick. Uh, so we're into the second round now. Where Melbourne picked up Luke Tapscott. Uh, what do we know about Luke Tapscott? Because I don't know much. I remember picking him in my fantasy team and let me down. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Yeah, he let me down. I mean, in a shit Melbourne squad, he was in and out and never got a Guernsey below number thirty-five. So <laughs> yeah. I think that sort of tells the tale. He- the- 
I do like something about players that get uh, higher Guernsey numbers yeah. and keep them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Robert Harvey and uh, Kuda Fides. Yeah. yeah. Ben um, Brown, Brent Harvey, both had high numbers. Robbie Nahas. Yeah, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> he had number six at one stage, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. Yeah. No idea. Um, <laughs> he was number one. But, or uh, number three. Tap Scott sounds like a Melbourne player too, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, I, um, I like that. But yeah, no. Nah. Unless he went on to be an orthopedic surgeon or something, he was just <laughs> rushing up business. Um, that's a big cross. That's a cross for Melbourne. Melbourne. It's uh, not a good draft for Melbourne. We're saying not really. Yeah, um, no. Considering especially for the next few, there's some decent players right, there. Do we want to start cherry picking? Yeah, I will. Ben Griffiths for Richmond. What are you going to call that? Uh, oh, it's a cross. Cross, yeah. yeah. Lots of potential right. when we needed big men. But he did get knocked in the head a lot couple of times. And that was. And now he's trying punting, isn't that. he? Yeah, he's at college. Yeah. yeah. Saw, saw all the boys over there in the preseason, in the offseason, yeah. uh, supporting him. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's doing pretty good. Right. Well, college is much more geared towards punting as well because they can use the punt as a pass. Really? Yeah. yeah like the. No um, from what I read, they can use. Um, Steve from Twitter, clear this up for us. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, they can receive their own punt kind of thing. and Like in rugby? Yeah. Right. So they can do rugby-style kicks and banana kicks around the corner and that kind of shit. Right. Well, I feel like I've still got a college career in me then. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, that's all I practiced. <laughs> so in the third pick in the second round, Frio picked up Nat Fife. Yeah, some bloke from Claremont that decided to go for the local boy. Wasn't even their first pick in the draft. Uh, they picked up five. But um, at the time, he was seen as, uh, he's a little bit too skinny yep. and not that committed. Yeah. And they, they still used, you know, pick 20 on him, on the local boy. To be honest, he still looks not that committed. Look, it did take him a long <laughs> he while to come good. Though. But he always had the talent, but for him to turn the player he was, it was a long process. Yep. It wasn't like he was just now that star at the very start. No, no. Um, but obviously, you know, a couple of Brownlows yep. um, have come on since. Um, just checking there, he did play 18 games in his first year. Yeah, he's a bit selfish though. He already had number 13 and he decided to go down number seven. Number seven. Um, yeah. Maybe 13 was his unlucky number. Um, it's, uh, just He got a hit out in his first season. <laughs> he's got a, he's I got mean, a... it was the third. Hit, the third up was his role yeah. for a while there. Um, he was. Uh, he had, has a really good leap on him. Mm. Um, he does. Bloody Probably sandwich. what sets him apart from a lot of other, other midfielders is how good his leap is. Um, I, I don't think you can underestimate um, how good a player he is. He's one of the if he's not the best player in the AFL, he's in the top three. Yeah. On any given season, um, obviously coming oh, off a Brownlow Medal year. I mean, in his in his best form, yeah. Who do you put ahead of him? Yeah. Just yeah. legends of the yeah. game. You, you, it is uh, at the point where you go, okay, he's going to have his game. We'll try and stop everyone else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um. But you can also, in hindsight, you can see why he went as low as 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Bastanak uh, for North. Uh, it's cross. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd love to... I, I like the way he plays. Yeah. Um, but... No. Seems like a funny dude. Yeah, and his disposal just wasn't good and he wasn't quick enough. Um, at the time, we had Sean Attlee, who was playing a similar role out of halfback. Mm. Um, they'd run and they'd kick long. Um Bastanak was slower than Atley and his kick was worse. So, yeah. did you have Tarrant at that point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Drafted Tarrant. Um, all right, we'll go down a little bit. We want to go. Oh, we'll just do Tick and Cross as we run through. Oh, so Whedon, no idea who the fuck he is. Cross for West Coast, for West Coast. Cross. Kobe, Kobe Stevens. Stevens. I, I, I'm yeah. going to say it's a cross. He had some good games, but uh, I don't know if he spent all his career at West Coast. Mm, yeah, well, he's at St Kilda, isn't he? Just click on him. I think he was. I think he's actually just retired. Yeah, so for um. Uh, head knocks. Yeah, West Coast, uh, Bulldogs and Saints. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So there you go. It's, it's a cross um, for, for West Coast. They didn't get yep. much out of him. Yeah. Um, con- concussions uh, ended his career. Uh, Jakey Carlisle. Um, I, I say it's a, it's a tick. I think it's I a tick. I think so. Uh, people for forget, Essendon. like at the start, he was a very important player for Essendon. Yeah. Um, we all know how it ended up. but uh, Well, and they I, got something out of him in trade too. They did. Yep. Yep. So, so yep. I, I still say it's a tick. That's one thing with Aston. There's not really much uh, criticism of the trade table, except that they're hard, but they have to be. Yeah. But they tend to trade very well usually. Um, they definitely cleared out house in a good way. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Black? Yeah, cross. It has cross. to be, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. A good player, just it was always the third best option. Yeah, he was... Yeah, he had potential and was almost there a bunch of times. And his highlights yeah. are great, but no. Nah. 
Um, Travis Collier um, for Essendon. I'm going to say it's a cross um, just because he, his injuries. But when he was at full flight, God damn, he could run. And he yeah. tore up Hawthorne more than once. Um, he's now uh, applying his trade over in Frio, I think, if he's still on their list. But it's a cross, but geez, he's, he could have been so much better. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Callum Bartlett, I'm calling that a cross just because he doesn't even have his own Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's definitely no, a cross. So, so if he doesn't care enough about his career to put that up there. Brisbane Lions, done. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Duncan is an obvious tick. Big tick. I mean, Mitch Duncan. Fife going as low as he did is amazing, but Duncan going that far down, and yeah. especially being a, a Perth boy. Um, Jeez, mm. unlucky. I mean, it, it's probably only because uh, West Coast decided to go for Whedon and Stevens. Yeah. Uh, they could have done much better if they picked up Duncan. I mean, geez, imagine they did. Yeah. Mind you, around that period, they would have had to have traded him. <laughs> Just about, yeah. And the mid was so deep. But then again, so is Geelong's. Um, Jack Gunston to the Crows. Well, you've got to say it's a cross um, because mm. he, he spent one year there, got their best junior award, and then pissed off, and they took the award off him. Did they really? I, th- <laughs> I think it's called the Mark Bickley Award. They awarded it to him, and then he announced, no, nah, I want to go back home to Victoria. And they went, well, we'll take that award back then, thanks. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I mean, leaving for greener pastures is a Mark Bickley uh, staple. So. <laughs> uh, I don't think Mark Bickley really did, but anyway. Yeah. He did with his missus. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously, he had a little more success where he went to. Um, yeah, pick number 30, Luke Ball, who was... Uh, they tried to do a trade, um, Collingwood and St. Kilda, in the, in the preseason. Yep. Um, and it didn't work out. And he said, well, fuck it, I'll go into the draft then. And Collingwood picked him up with pick 30. A second-round pick yeah. for a established player who went pick two, I think, in his original draft to St. Kilda. Yep. I'm calling that a tick. Um, just One because of- there were a few players further down they could have gone with, but Ball was what they needed at the time. Well, and the fact is that coming into the 2010 season, Collingwood won the flag. Yeah. And Luke yep. Ball played brilliantly for them. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So that's a massive tick Big to Collingwood. Tick. So, yeah, they got the player they needed and didn't at pay the time for they him. needed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a rookie there wouldn't have benefited the team. Oh, it, Premiership window was obviously open. They yeah. went for it. They got it. Well yeah. done. What yeah. more can you say? Yeah. Uh, Jason Tutt for the Bulldogs? Nope. 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 Nicky, now, Nicky Wimmer, Nicholas Wimmer for St. Kilda. Is it a tick for merchandise sales? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, at the time, St. Kilda sucked. Um, but you got another Nicky Wimmer. Mm, Didn't play a game, I don't think. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm still putting cross. It's a, it's a cross, cross. but Just because there weren't enough but, Saints people to buy you know what? merch. Worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly worth a try. As is Anthony Long for Essendon. Yeah. It's a yeah. long. Exactly. Didn't work out, but it's worth a try. Now, uh, pick 34, Maxi Gorn went to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it took him a while to get going, but yeah. goddamn. I kind of put it across. Just because, out of spite. I, I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like Melbourne made the wrong decision to pick him. It just turned out well. Uh, it could have been, but uh, uh, what a big goofy fellow that's now turned into you know oh, superstar, absolute superstar, um, all Australian. Um, if he hasn't got a best of fairest on his uh, resume, he should. And if he hasn't got his face on some barista gear, I'll yeah. be fucking stunned. Mm. All right, we'll go through very quickly then because uh, I'm getting sick of it. Asprey, yep. <laughs> Asprey for Richmond. It's a tick. He played yep. in a fi- uh, premiership. Joel yep. Horton for Frio. Cross. Cross. Jamie, Jamie Millen for North. North. Yeah, he's still going. Serviceable, yeah. But I mean... No superstar, but you got enough out of him. But pick 37. If you can get a, yeah. like, 150 games out of a 37 pick, you've done well. Um, Sam Reid would have been a better pick. Uh, injuries, but he's still going well at Sydney. Yeah. Sam Grimley for Hawthorne. That's a cross. Christensen at 40, that's a big one. That's, that's a uh, good pick for uh, for Geelong. They've got yeah. enough out of him. Uh, Aidan Kennedy's across for North Melbourne. Nathan Vardy for Geelong. Uh, I think they got something out yeah, of him. I'm giving him a tick. Yep. Yeah, tick. Um, Marcus Davies for Carlton, across. Matthew D for Richmond. Didn't get much out of him. He played no. better footy after getting picked up as a D-listed free agent yep. for yep. Uh, Essendon. Cross. That's cross. Um, and then we've got Sam Shaw for Adelaide, cross. Ben Stratton Hawks. Now, that's a value bet. 46. Well, 46. Best 22. Well, he's captain, and he's won yeah. three flags. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tick. Ryan Harwood uh, for Brisbane. Nah. I mean, no, but oh, he played okay, but no. Uh, and uh, to round out round three, uh, which we're is where we're going to stop. Four, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse Crichton for Frio and Dylan Robertson um, for Frio. So I reckon that that's oh, it's it's almost, but no. No, I think they crosses. They're both yeah. free. Yeah. Um, the so only other ones are the, cherry picking some. Josh, what do you see that's interesting? Well, the only other ones are sort of the junk ones, like Taylor Jarea, uh going to Hawthorne, Jarea sixty nine, but that so, was a um, 
uh, was that a promotion or was that a a rookie promotion? I don't think so, but uh, you, you could tell me that it is. Yeah. No, it definitely wasn't. Um, Matt Suckling was who yeah. came after him. Mm-hmm. Um, two flags each of those two players. So yeah, so they're ticks. Uh, Sam Jacobs for Carlton. Um, Promoted rookie did played his best footy at Adelaide. Yeah, I'd say so too. R- Richmond passed on pick seventy eight. I'm giving that a tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cruz Garlett promoted North did fuck all. So nah. Although the promoted rookies Zach have already Dawson, been drafted. Yeah. Really. Holy shit, Zach Dawson. All right, to St Kilda. That's his uh, second club. I didn't yeah. know he took this long. Uh, hang on. Number ninety five though, Pierce Hanley at oh, no uh, Brisbane. Yeah, um, but. Best, being, foot, best footy is at Gold Coast. But being yeah. a promoted rookie, he's already been drafted yeah, once, so yeah, I feel exactly. like this is double-dipping. Yeah. All right, uh, pre-season draft, Dylan Grimes, uh, who just made All-Australian fullback um, and played in his second premiership for Richmond. Yeah. That's amazing That's a in a pre-season team. draft. Yeah, I thought Daniel Bradshaw was serviceable as well. Not for Sydney. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, but that, he was coming from Brisbane too, so that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then... In the rookie draft. Rookie draft, Daniel Harris played a few games, but... Go down yeah. to number eight there. Uh, Michael Barlow. Oh, yeah. What an uh, inspired, mature age pick by Fremantle. Yeah. Was he like 25? Blitzed it in his first year before he, remember he broke his leg horrifically. Yeah. yeah. And tried to stand up on it, the dumb oh, bastard. God damn. Yeah. Jeez, I remember that. Walk it off. Uh, uh, pick nine, Magic Door. Magic oh, Door. He's been there for 10 years. Fuck. Yeah. Now, from my memory, he, he spent about four or five years on the list before he got to debut and had more articles written about him in that time yeah. um, than uh, uh, any other player before him. Well, yeah, he didn't, um, didn't show up until 2013. So he had 2010, 11, and 12 on the list and just getting uh, getting the hype. So it's one of those speculative, you know, late picks, and it's a rookie draft. You know, yeah. what does it matter? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think we went to his first game. Um, yeah, we did. And there was a massive Sudanese group. There was a, an entire section of Sudanese... Uh, people i think he said he got 60 odd tickets yeah um, for his debut and from memory he kicked the first goal and got knocked out in the first quarter yep Something so he like had, had a day. um i hope he remembers it see if this was pick nine in the um pre- like the um regular draft yeah i'd say it's a cross but it's being, a rookie draft being the rookie draft it's rags anyway yeah and um He's 50 average- games out of him um, in 10 years. Almost half of them were in 2018, though. Yeah. Um, and his 2018 season was... Was great. Very, very good. Um, and to be honest, had all right not to be on the list in 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until they decided, you know what, let's see how he goes to <laughs> back and he's turned out all Which right. Which we called in 2013. So I'm uh, I'm calling that one for us. Yeah. Um, just right. unfortunate Brad Scott wasn't listening to us at the time. Well, I called for him to be cut um, about three or four years um, <laughs> earlier than that. And I'd still say that could have been the right decision. Well, I mean, it's going to depend how he comes back in 2020. Yeah. Um, or if he comes back, I mean, just don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about it. I don't know if there's any others uh, in that rookie um, draft that went um, um, below that. Hmm. Well, no one that really set the world afire that Alex I Alex Silvani see. played some good footy. Yeah. Yeah. Going at 24. So, no, I'd call that a tick because they got... Oh, not, it's a rookie draft. 24 in rookie draft, you get... Uh, you're paying nothing so if someone comes out of there yeah. fair enough uh, Relton Roberts Relton oh, Roberts from the absolute Tigers absolute meme master that's a plus I tell you what Levi Kras- Kasbolt um, right. Stuart Crammery who's just uh, wrapped up his career in the last uh, couple was Cameron well. Cloak um, yeah there's some decent old names this is probably one of the best rookie drafts and, ever and uh, Podsy Adley at 50 like uh, that's got to be a massive that's tick. A big tick who was obviously a um, mature age and already been on a list at Collingwood um, but Played in uh, the 2011 flag um, with uh, Geelong. Yeah, I think I think he's still uh, in the coaching ranks too. I think so. Going to Adelaide, he's probably still one of the fittest blokes running around the AFL. Yeah, um, yeah. Lee Fisher at St Kilda in number 60. Obviously now umpiring. Yeah, um, so that's, that's a tick for the umpiring department. Absolute umpire. son of a bitch. Uh, Who's that pick 61? Jesse Stringer. Is it really? Was he drafted to Geelong? I did not know that. Just check. Is that there can't be more than one Jesse Stringer? Surely. No, it is. Yeah. There you go. Different Jesse Stringer. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Who would have thought of that? Um. All right. Uh, I think that'll about do it. That's the ten years ago. There's yeah. No others. Uh, it's worth uh, Zach Tui. Zach Tui. Oh, well, his best footy again is at uh, Geelong. And uh, Clay Beams. To Brisbane, his yeah. best footy was with Brisbane. So, yeah, Brisbane and get one. he was seventy six 
So I think that's they got fair. something out of him. Mature age, then. I think he's finished up now, though, hasn't he? I think he's done. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. but I think he they just drafted him to try and get his brother, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. They, hey, so they got Dane for a few tick. years. Yeah. Double tick for Brisbane right. recruiting then. Gets right. on the board. All right. So who's got the most crosses? Who's got the most ticks? I think uh, we're pretty sure that Melbourne got the most crosses. Yep. Well, Melbourne definitely came in last with. Uh, well, I've done an aggregate, so crosses and a cross and a tick right. gets cancelled out. Yep. So we've got an aggregate. Uh, Adelaide have got zero. Um, Brisbane get one Carlton minus one Collingwood <laughs> two Frio end up with minus one even though pick up one of the greatest plays ever but hey I'm the scorer Geelong on an impressive total of four with only one bad move uh, Hawks are one Melbourne are minus two um, four crosses and two ticks that's pretty active yeah. and pretty shit yeah but to be honest one of those ticks was not John Butcher that's very true. Maybe yeah. you gave yeah, ticks right. for everyone. Everyone got one. Actually, the umpires get a tick for that too. <laughs> Two ticks for the umpires. Yep, they're up there. All right. Um, North Melbourne on plus one. They've managed to salvage something. I think Magic got them back on the board. Uh, Richmond are the winners at this one, surprisingly, with five. And it was thanks to Rolton Roberts getting us across the line. She <laughs> <laughs> give a tick for Rolton Roberts. I told you it's, it's the out. long game with Rolton Roberts. How many? It's how paid many? off. How many ticks per kilo are you giving there? <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, you got Dusty Martin and Relton Roberts in the same draft year. Yep, amazing. amazing. Amazing how you can be good and shit at your job as a, as a selector. <laughs> well, I mean, or a drafty. It makes sense because if you're going to sell a lot of merch, a lot of the fans are going to be some of the bigger lads. And if you need a model for those sizes, <laughs> Relton drops up. Well, i tell you what, you sold a lot of uh, concession stands too, but some of it was during <laughs> yeah. training, wasn't yeah. it? He still, he's, he still just talked about today, so I feel like yeah. there's something there. I feel no, like enough. they're going to make a statue, but the materials cost too much. Yeah. Uh, Sydney didn't put a foot wrong with four straight. Wow. Uh, I was tempted to put them first, but no. Actually, it was when you look back on it, I mean, they got yeah. uh, Gary Rowan, Lewis Jetta, Sam Reed. Actually, they get a cost of living allowance as well, so that's another tick. <laughs> so they're actually equal with Richmond. On the count back, they win. Yeah. Um, Port get minus three with, uh, you know, three up, three down. <laughs> yeah, they did not have a they good one. They struck out. It's a lot of Ks in there. Butcher, Moore, and uh, Pittard. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they're the only team that didn't get a tick for... Port Adelaide, basically. <laughs> for John Butcher. <laughs> uh, Western Bulldogs end up with minus one. Uh, Eagles, just one solo on the board. St. Kilda have a net zero, so they had to fuck on that trade. And Essendon end up with one. Oh, the umpires with two. Well, it's a good, good uh, draft for the umpires. Yeah, they've done well at this one. All right. Yeah, um, I think that'll about do us. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.